during that time in that dark room, I subsequently discovered that I actually love connecting people more. And from that moment on, everything became easy. Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Hello, Perth people. Today, I will be interviewing a gentleman by the name of Duke Pham. Duke is someone who I respect for his passion, his hustle, and desire to be different. Duke's worked in the corporate world for many years as a sales executive, but stepped out on his own earlier this year when he started a networking group called Perth Business Network. In four months, he grew the group from zero to 50 members, which I think is tremendous. Duke has a huge business network with over 16,000 followers in his LinkedIn, One post from Duke gains about 100 likes on average, so if you like attention, take a selfie with Duke. I talk to Duke about everything from entrepreneurship to innovation, so I hope you enjoy this interview. Welcome to Ask Alika episode number eight. I have with me Duke, who I've introduced. Now, Duke, I want to know, how did you grow this business, this networking group from zero to how many members now? Around 50. Around 50 members in what, six months, seven months? Uh, about four months. Four months. Yeah. That's phenomenal. So, I've got you on, I got you on this program because I really respect you. We've known each other for years. We, we worked in the bank together back in the day, yep. St. George Bank. And um, seeing you go from the nine to five or eight to five to business owner and growing Perth Business Network from zero to 50 members in four months yep. is phenomenal. And the guys in the group love it like i've talked to a lot of them so how did you do it what's the story behind it all <laughs> well uh it all started in melbourne melbourne zone um i was i guess we we were at a, a stage in our life where our son was going to go to kindergarten next year so we had to decide to stay in melbourne forever or come back to perth where we have friends and family so we decided to come back and it was, you know, it was an easy decision because the weather is so much better. But uh, prior to coming back, I knew that I was probably done working for other people. I wanted to, um, to create something special. And I knew from experience that to create something special, you need two things, passion and purpose. So I kind of locked myself in a room to figure out what these two were. Now, I love sales. I've been in sales for a decade. My last job was um, a sales manager for Booper in Perth looking after SAWA. Yeah. And I thought that was my passion. Um, but, you know, during that time in that dark room, I subsequently discovered that I actually love connecting people more. And from that moment on, everything became easy. Um, now, the, the purpose... Now, <clears throat> when, I was, when I was in Melbourne, I realized how every industry was thriving. So you've got education, medicine, uh, logistics, manufacturing, professional services. It just goes on and on and on. And I kept hearing bad news being fed through from Perth uh, in regards to how bad the economy was going. So I wanted to come back to Perth and create, uh, I guess, a similar environment to what I was experiencing in Melbourne. Um, so that was basically the, the purpose to, uh, within my cohort and sphere of control, create a platform where businesses come on board and I help elevate their performance 
through introducing them to like-minded business owners and leaders, and also introducing concepts like innovation, productivity, motivation, and time management. Nice, yep. nice. Wow. So, <laughs> in your dark room, so you, <laughs> so you were working in Bupa. Yep. You were in sales. You were doing well, and yep. I've known you for a while. You've succeeded in everything you've done. How how like how did the idea yep. even come about? Was it did you realize? Oh, actually, I really love the networking side of my job, and then decided, okay, yep. I'm going to create uh, a networking group. The, the idea really was um, was born in a boardroom. Um, believe it or not, I was actually uh, working as a senior business development manager for an industry super fund in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, they've been around for seventy years, um, and I was in the boardroom uh, connecting my um, my manager with somebody who I worked with previously in Melbourne, and and it dawned upon me how happy I was connecting these two people and the amazing opportunities they had to do business with each other. And that's come to fruition. Uh, they and, you know, these two organizations have now got a formal partnership in place. Uh, and at that point in time, I was, I was, most, I was happiest. And that's, where, that's when I started thinking about connections. Wow. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Okay. So, can you give me some examples of innovation that that's yep. happening in Perth, some really cool business innovation examples, whether it's in your business, yes. whether it's in yep. someone else's. Yeah, sure. Look, um, <clears throat> you know, we have, uh, we have a select, selection criteria that we want to see in prospective members. As a matter of fact, we actually have eight. And I'll talk to you about the first two. Uh, the first one is companies, we like to see companies, work with companies that are innovative. And if they're not, then they have a capacity and desire to do so. So having said that, we as an organization have to practice what we preach. So, uh, you know, about, I would say, a month ago, uh, I brought on board a workflow consultant because I wanted, I guess, to, um, you know, look, I brought, up, I brought on board five people within a period of, Four months, mm. uh, and I wanted, you know, and they've helped me alleviate operational and admin work for me, and I wanted to alleviate the operational work from them so they can focus more on our members. So we brought on board this workflow consultant who's helped us implement a project management tool called Basecamp, and this is uh, widely used in the US, but not many people have heard about it in Australia. And so it's currently running live within our, our organization. And as a team, we feel that we're about 30% more productive. And for us, it's beginning, the beginning of the journey. Um, yeah. Because uh, according to this, uh, this consultant, um, there's probably four levels in terms of technology adaptation. And we're probably sitting at number one. So we've still got a long way to go, but it's an exciting journey because we want to get to number three in probably 12 months' time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I noticed that with your group, when I, you know, one one of the things that attracted to me was firstly, how you promoted yourself on social media. You were really good at it. Secondly, how the how your system seemed to be really good compared to some of the other groups out there. Like, 
you have automatic like, surveys that go out, mm. right? And then people fill out a survey yep. um, and it's all online. So, you don't have to fill out any forms. Even when you join, like it's all online. Yep. The invoicing is done through, I think, zero. It's all online. It, yep. Everything's just easy and clean. Yes. And automated. Yeah. So, and you even have a survey after an, sorry, before an event, you have a server that goes out that and says, after, who do you yeah. want to meet? <laughs> yeah. Even that alone is quite unique. So, yep. I, 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 yeah, I picked up that you are really innovative in how you are operating your business. So, even though it's so early yeah. in the stage, you're very good at it. And I think you're just going to get better. Well, you know what, Zion? Um, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know anything about innovation because I'm not in the IT space because that's what is often associated with. But uh, I know mm. two things for sure. Uh, first of all, it involves change on a daily basis. And that's what I'm encouraging my team to do, to, uh, to think outside of the square and keep things fresh. Um, but the second thing is what it involves is challenging the status quo, thinking about how we can do things better. I, I know a lot of organizations and people um, talk to this quite a lot, but um, for, for us, our team, we, we judge ourselves on action. Um, so I, and for me, that's how, for me, that's probably the, the core of how we are adapt, adapting innovation through action. Yeah, that's right. So yep. you set a good example. So, so this innovation, right? So let's go back to this. So one of your passions is the networking side of things. Yeah. Connecting people, which yeah. I see strongly. Um, you're almost borderline obsessive, which is, which is cool. <laughs> it's scary, <laughs> scary, but yeah. cool. The other thing is the innovation. Why does that excite you so much? Oh, okay, firstly, when did you realize that innovation yep. excited you? Oh, well, you know what, Zion? Um, I, I guess when I was in Melbourne, I, I just saw how uh, open-minded uh, and progressive uh, business owners and leaders were. And, you know, I, I, I realized very quick, you realize very quickly when you come back to Perth that um, you know, we, we're a bit behind in that sense. Uh, you know, including myself before I left for Perth. Um, so, and I, I guess since I've picked up this uh, innovation bug, I, I want to obviously uh, apply to my organization, but I'm also advocating for, for change and innovation with my members uh, as well because we need to, I guess, um, challenge and push ourselves if we want to get out of this current economic lull that we're in. Yeah, yeah I agree, it's, it's, I agree. Um, yeah, we, we're a bit behind some of the other states and the world. So, um, I'm trying to do my bit within my sphere of control to, to make a difference. Yeah, okay. That's that's cool. And what is the difference, do you think, between Melbourne and Perth or South Korea and Perth, Israel <laughs> Israel and Perth? Why are we like this with all the resources we have? Well, the, the thing in Melbourne, and this is just my opinion, is that because it's so uh, heavily populated, uh, and there's so many, uh, you're competing with so many businesses, people are always looking out for that extra edge, no matter how big or small. Um, and when they find it, they go pretty hard. Um, you know, it's, I find a lot of businesses there, they, um, they position themselves by identifying a niche uh, and, then, and then driving a lot of resources to, um, to make sure that they, um, yeah. they stay ahead with the game. Um, and so that's, I guess, look, and everyone knows this sound that Perth has so, you know, so, for so long enjoyed the benefits of the mining boom. And I guess um, in some ways we've probably become a bit complacent because yeah. um, 
because we've been so prosperous. Uh, but that's not the case in Melbourne. It's very competitive. Um, yeah. They don't really. They there's no underlying uh, industry that um, holds up the 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 state. So people have to um, have to continue challenge and push themselves. So there's a lot of different little industries within Melbourne, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of li- little niche industries that we might not have here yet. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Um, and th- you know the, the size and uh, the size and and quality of these companies is vastly different to Perth. Well, I do see in Perth now, or in the last couple of years, you know, you have a lot of the people that used to work for BHP Rio, all the, all the big, all the big guys, yep. and then, you know, they get retrenched, yes. or you know, there's pay cuts, and then they open up their own little businesses, and then they grow their businesses, and then, you know, that's resulted in more economic activity. So I do see, as we get used to the new norm here, yep. there is more innovation, there is more activity, there yep. are more niche industries. Do yep. you agree? Uh, it's it's a yes <laughs> yes and it's no slow though, because isn't the, it? the thing is um I guess um if you if you've been working for an organization for so long and for example if you're in a technical role uh, and you're not a cr- you don't have the uh, the inherent skills of uh, relationship management sales or business development then you're going to struggle if you don't have the help and you don't have the circle of um, network supporting you yeah. Um, so you're going to struggle and I've come across a lot of these um, businesses in the last four months um, and I'm trying to do I guess um, use my skills ex- and experience impart with my skills experience to help them um, uh, you know, get off the ground yeah yep. so yeah I guess because we have relied on these big industries yep. these one or two major industries yeah we haven't exactly picked up a lot of other skills. And so, making the transition to a small business and yeah. growing that business is, is quite difficult, quite challenging. It is. It is. Look, you know, I've been um, working for, for organizations for almost 20 years, Zan, uh, uh, you know, early in my career as an accountant. So, it's, I mean, for me personally, it's good to have that financial backing background. And then I slowly progress from accounting to or account management relationship management and sales and now being having my own business. So for me, it's been a pretty uh, slow and progressive uh, move. Uh, but, um, you know, the experience I've, inca- I've gathered along the way has been uh, priceless. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to ask you, if somebody's starting a business, yep. what are like the top three things or top two things that you would advise them to focus on? Well, you know, it's it's very. I mean, you've probably heard this before, but do your do your research, all right? Do your research, and from there, focus on a niche market. All right. Obviously, it's uh, dependent on each industry, and once you've so that's the second thing. Focus on the niche market, and the, the third thing is. You know, as you, as you grow, bring on board people who are going to compensate for the skills that you don't have. Um, so, you know, I you know I work with a fantastic team because they are all, all highly skilled and qualified in areas that uh, I have no clue whatsoever. Um, and you know, they they say that uh, you should always bring on board people who challenge you, who and who are smarter than you. <laughs> and that's definitely the case uh, with me. Yeah, and you have you have a really good respect from 
you, you have a, a very high level of respect from your team. Like I, I really do see it when I talk to them. Yep. So, obviously, you're doing something good there. So, starting a business, you reckon do your research, you know, do pick your mark, your position, pick your position. And, uh, you know, just, uh, I guess, bring on board uh, team yep. members who challenge you and who, uh, who have the skills to compensate for what you, you don't have. Great. So, so in other words, going back to the niche thing, don't, don't create the next Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be the person trying to create the next Google, which has already been done or yep. create yep. something that has a million competitors. There's, yeah. there's no point. I really, let's, let's stay there for a bit. I'm a huge believer in niche. Yep. Um, even this podcast is yep. fairly niche because, I mean, there's millions of podcasts around the world. Yep. There's not too many in Perth that focus on business marketing and technology. Yeah. Perth. We're pretty behind. Yep. I noticed that. So, yep. I've released this podcast because I want to yep. get ahead. Yep. So, I'm a huge believer in that. Yep. I really second that. Cool. So, tell me, Duke, what is your vision for Perth Business Network in the next 12 months? Well, let's talk about the next next uh, three years, <laughs> Zion. There's, there's t- well, according to uh, uh, ASIC, there's about 250,000 SMEs in Perth. Our strategic plan by 2020 is to be working with the top 1%. And that's not in terms of revenue. That's in terms of engagement. Um, no, there's a good chance we're not going to get there. But uh, no, we, uh, for us, it's all about quality rather than quantity. Um, we're just bringing on board the best uh, you know, uh, business operators and um, we want to keep it that way. Yeah. Um, no, I, I guess uh, as we grow and we develop the platform, that enables us to scale. Uh, probably up in twelve months' time, we'll consider taking our uh, unique value proposition to the other states in Australia. Wow! So na- going national. Yep. yep. Fantastic. So you are driven. You are a driven man. Uh, I'm a man on a mission, Zan. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you got the passion. Yeah. Now, now you said to me before you'd rather make a loss than not to have this mission play yeah. out. Yeah. Is that your your is that the truth? Is that the truth? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, the more I do this, and the more I connect people, um, I guess the the more it, it it has dawned upon me that I love helping businesses, uh, and that um, and helping people, and I ca- I couldn't be any happier happier when I see them thriving, and for me that's gonna be the the number one, I guess um, KPI for me um, because. You know, if I'm if my my members and sponsors are thriving, then that's all I can ask for. Um, whatever happens, uh, you know, I'm sure whatever happens is going to be all positive. So I'm not too concerned about yeah. the uh, the financial aspects of, yeah, of the business. That, that'll play out as long as you do you fulfill your mission. That's to help right. Businesses. Yeah. Okay. Final question from me, and this might sound a bit strange, but I really love people to understand. A successful person's day and their mentality. Yep. Yeah. You know, and Timothy Ferris does does yep. this in his podcast. It's nothing new. But what's your typical day like? Like, what time do you wake up? <laughs> yeah. Look, my, the time I wake up is dictated when my kids get up. Uh, <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> but um, yeah. Look, right now I have a, about four to five meetings a day. Well, wow. and that's basically through uh, word of mouth and referrals and and connections on LinkedIn. Um, so I, I guess in, in between the meetings, I try to, uh, I guess just, uh, or, organize my workload, catch up on, on any outstanding urgent emails. 
and um, and then I guess I have time, probably around nine o'clock in the evening, um, to do the rest of my work when once my kids are, are asleep in bed. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've, right now for me, it's um, hmm. it's about uh, I guess um, just running from one meeting to the next, uh, and that's why uh, implementing a project management uh, communication tool like Basecamp uh, has helped me, uh, I guess, manage my workflow and time much better because um, I can I can see what's going on at a uh, I guess a, at a high level um, and uh, and manage manage the um, the workflow workflow and load for my myself and my team. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. What do you have for breakfast? Oh. Does it change every day or is it the same thing every <laughs> it's, day? It's Iron Man cereal. Have you figured that out already? Iron Man <laughs> so you have your Iron Man cereal and then you're meeting clients all throughout the day. Boom, boom, boom. Well, it's it's more than that. Uh, I actually connect clients. Yep. So I, I would say half of my oh, meeting yep. are, are introducing um, like-minded business uh, leaders to each other uh, and the other half is just meeting um, new prospective members. Fantastic. Yep. And then at night, in the evening, doing paperwork, proposals, things like uh, that. We, we, we don't do paperwork. paperwork. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. all online. <laughs> Innovation. <laughs> it's all in the cloud. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's so right. You, you're a hardworking man. Well, hey, look, thanks so much, Duk, for, for coming on board on the My podcast. pleasure. My pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so look, Perth Business Network, PBN, and how do people get a hold of you, Duk? What's the, what's the best way? Uh, right now, uh, LinkedIn is the best way. Uh, so if you're not connected with me, do connect with me, and um, I, I'll endeavour to uh, return your your message within 24 hours. Fantastic! I'll put your contact details and your LinkedIn details in the show notes. If you want to connect with Duke D U C, yep. Then um, yeah, you can have a look at the show notes. Fantastic! Thank you. Look, thanks again, Duke. Awesome. Pleasure.